Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hello gamers and welcome to the Naked Gaming Podcast. That's right. I'm Lee Milner. That's right. You're Chris Barrow. That's right. And this is Ireland's second most popular gaming podcast, according to the latest statistics from iTunes. That is right. Is that all you're going to say? No. That's, <laughs> isn't that amazing? Number two in Ireland. Yeah. Well done, everybody. Yeah. That's immense. So that's Ireland. New Zealand. New Zealand. In the UK. Did we reach Canada yet? I think we got to number 248 in Canada. Ah, we're still there then. <laughs> so, we're there. The new I in iTunes stands for Ireland. We love you so much. Thanks, everybody who downloaded the episode. Yeah. Well, last month we were live on the BBC. Good, wasn't it? It was fun. Yeah. We had Pikachu in a Santa hat as our mascot. Yeah, and we actually heard the voice of Ash Ketchum. Really, he just kind of came into here. So he's kind of back in my throat and, you know, he's got a lot of energy. That's Veronica Taylor. There's a special extended edition of that interview. Just look for the Naked Scientists In Short Specials podcast and you can find around 15 to 20 minutes of her talking about her career there. You'll also download last month's episode right now, of course, and subscribe. This month? Well, there aren't really any new games out to be honest uh, with you uh, but there's lots of news to talk about like a pokemon with a gun okay. uh, and also there's a few games to look out for yeah hang on the, later this year isn't there the australian open tennis 2 oh yeah that is a game that's out yeah we can do that here's a little bit of what happened when we uh hit the ball with the racket slash controller uh, are Find out which of us won the Australian Open. I would love to know how many people would bet on that. They'd bet on me, obviously, because you know- I've, al- I've already won you at rugby. <laughs> I've already won you at go-karting. Oh, yeah. It's not going well in the history of me versus you, is it? Nah. We'll, we'll see what happens later. Now, I feel sorry for Alex Rhodes. Um, Why? Because hasn't he gone on holiday? Yeah. A skiing holiday, I think. Yeah. And, and what have you asked him to do? Well, we, we interrupted it. Oh, oh, the sounds you can hear in the background aren't the game. I can't switch the sound on because my battery's so low. They're actually uh, the skiers underneath us. Did you really get him to play a skiing simulator on his skiing holiday? Well, I just thought it'd be funny that he's in the... You Al- can't even leave him no. for two minutes. No, but he's in the Alps and he's taken a break from skiing in the Alps. Is he, are we paying him? No. <laughs> <laughs> to, on his holiday, he's playing a skiing simulator. He's really standing there looking out the window going, what am I doing with my life? He loves games. Also, this is super exciting news. The voice of The Witcher, a.k.a. Geralt, is joining us on this show. What?! Now, Geralt is just part of my voice, so it's not something I have to work terribly hard to achieve. Yeah, we're going to hear from Doug Cockle. Lo- Do his voice. Mm. That's mostly what it is. <laughs> that sounds like the grunting in the tennis. It does sound a bit like the tennis, doesn't it? No, he, he goes like this. I'm Geralt, and I'm behind you. Can I like try? That. Yeah, of course. I'm Geralt, Whoa. and I'm behind you. That's pretty low. <laughs> you need a little cough now, don't you? <laughs> Impressed anyway, I'm, or I'm scared? Impressed. Uh, well, the reason why is more people are playing The Witcher 3 now than ever before, even more than when it launched. 
That's because of the Netflix series, which I loved, and also there's various reductions in the price of the game. So we will hear from the man himself, the voice of The Witcher. What does he think of Henry Cavill's voice in the new Netflix series? We'll find out later. And Chris and I head to a gaming bar. And obviously I like video games and that, so I thought, well, maybe do my own twist on it, make it with the craft beers and the, the consoles rather than PCs, and make it like a, a social place where people can come and hang out and play games and drink beer. I think you should subscribe to this programme. Make it your New Year's resolution. When this comes out, it's the 21st of January, so it's way too late for New Year's resolution. Yeah, but, you know, are you telling people not to subscribe to this programme? Yes, I am. All right, oh dear. It's still sort of New Year then, fine. So what games should we be looking out for? Well, here's our How to Spend All Your Money in 2020 correspondent, Lee Milner, with three games to keep your eye on. Twenty twenty is going to be a huge year. I'll start with a game that was the definitive role-playing game when it was first released in 1997, Final Fantasy VII. You're not real. You're cloud. I have a favor to ask of you. Run away. You have to leave. You have to live. Hold on to that hatred. And coming later this year is the highly anticipated Final Fantasy VII Remake. Promising improved graphics with those classic in-game battles, it's definitely one for the fans. Remember the story? The world has fallen under the control of the Shinra Electric Power Company, a shadowy corporation controlling the planet's very life force. You play as Cloud, and then it all gets a bit complicated. (laughs) Have you been a good girl? The Final Fantasy VII Remake has been delayed, though, and at the moment it's coming to PS4 on April the 10th, and you can pre-order it now for a whopping £60. I feel trapped. Now, remember this trailer from last year? We have a city to burn. The internet went crazy when it was revealed that Keanu Reeves of The Matrix was going to be starring in a game. That game is called Cyberpunk 2077, developed by the same team that made The Witcher 3. Hey, and we're going to hear from the voice of The Witcher 3 later. Sorry, carry on. It's an open-world action-adventure story set in Night City, a a a megalopolis. A megalopolis! Is that right? Yes, it's a word. apparently. That's obsessed with power, glamour and body modification. You play as a mercenary outlaw going after a -a one-of-a-kind implant that is the key to immortality. Cyberpunk 2077 is out on April 16th on PlayStation, Xbox, Windows and Google Stadia for £50. Not too bad. Or you can get the collector's edition for £250 if you have money to burn. Hopefully it contains the key to immortality for that price. Cyberpunk! And one more for you. We reviewed the trailer for this game in our October episode. The Last of Us Part 2 continues the story of Ellie. Now she has to fight against a cannibal cult. And it seems that Joel, who you played as in the last game, will be making a return. Think zombies. Oh, sorry, clickers. They'll be back as well. Scale of 1 to 10... How would you rate our kiss from last night? 
The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed, though, to May the 29th, retailing at £50 on PS4. Hopefully, it'll be worth the wait. Hey, Lee. Yeah, huh? When was the last time you sent a letter? Well, do Christmas cards count? Yeah, they actually do count. Okay, yeah. Well... Royal Mail are releasing some special limited edition stamps. Are they dinosaurs? No. They've got bunnies on. This is not a dinosaur podcast. Oh. Uh, right now, you <laughs> we can... We should start one. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dinosaur of the week. Right. To be continued. Okay. Uh, right now, though, you can order the video games presentation pack, uh, which includes eight special stamps for £14.25, and they come out today. What? The funniest thing is that they sent us some stamps in the post... As well, a preview special. Let me guess, they're not here. Do you know what happened? They got lost in the post. They couldn't They couldn't get through the letterbox, so we've got to go to the post office to get them to. Why? That's Are you what joking? One, that's what that, that note is, I've just remembered. You know the note that came through oh. the door? So anyway, they'll be here, but not while we're recording. So what, do we not know what they look like No, we all? do. Thankfully, we do know what they okay. look like. So you can get a limited edition, which is, uh, there's only 2,500 of those, mm-hmm. but there's normal stamps that you can get. You can get ones that have worms on, Second class stamp with worms. Lemmings, first class. Yeah. Sensible soccer, first class. You're not seeming like you're being lit up by the well, games that have been chosen. Well, why have we got Crash Bandicoot? Micro Machines. Tomb Raider. Wipeout. All right. But you can get a framed stamp set for £25. Ooh, calm but- yourself. <laughs> but the problem is that you can't use them because they're in a frame. So I don't know what good that is, but anyway, to each their own. I think this is the most I'm ever going to be excited about a stamp. I'm not saying stamps are bad. I'm just saying... They're not my thing. I like the idea that this is a thing, though, and stamp collectors will genuinely be quite excited. I tell you what, then. If you're a stamp collector, I'll sell you them for a good price. I don't think that you can do that. (laughs) Um, You can email me on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, if you want to check out the pictures, though, they're on royalmail.com slash video games. And there actually are some Tomb Raider ones if you want to look out for them, oh, which right, you'll okay, be more excited by. That's good. Uh, but this is the newest set that is available now. The thing I can't imagine is how many gamers are writing letters to their nan with a special gaming... Do you know what I mean? Like, who is the... Maybe they post a letter to their mum downstairs with their <laughs> food request. <laughs> this is what I want for dinner. Yeah. Okay, well, if that's you, you can get hold of them now. I don't know if you know this already. Yeah, we do. I'm a huge Pokemon fan. Yeah. Particularly Pikachu. Wow, shout out to Pikachu there. Shout out to Pikachu. So as you can imagine, I was pretty excited to hear this news. The new Pokemon Sword and Shield expansions have just been announced and they'll release in two parts. So you've got the Isle of Armour, which will come out in June. American spelling though, which annoys me. Armour. Armour. Mm, so that's June, yeah. And the Crown Tundra in, in autumn. autumn. Yeah, exciting stuff. So 200 more Pokemon. They've got classic ones coming back, though. Does that excite you that the classic Pokemon no. are coming? Why? Because I like the new ones. I really like the new ones They're as pretty well. pretty cool, aren't they? I'm not bothered. There's but loads of bunny ones. The problem is that there's been a bit of a backlash because they are bringing back the original Pokemon. A lot of people are saying, well, hang on a second, you've taken them out the game and then you're charging us to pay for this extra expansion pass to put them back in the game i don't think do you really need more pokemon i don't i don't to be honest this is more exciting because there's a new island and the, some of the existing new pokemon have got new special magic forms yeah and that's the most exciting thing about it we'll talk about this more in yeah. the coming months anyway if you haven't played the latest version there's a new type of temporary evolution 
kind of where your Pokemon becomes massive. It's called going Gigantamax. But there was some controversy about that, wasn't there? Yeah, that's right. A Pokemon called Inteleon, which is the third and final form of Sobble, this generation's water-based starter Pokemon, has a massive gun when it goes Gigantamax. Now, it looks a bit like a sniper in a nest with a huge gun. Mm. And I don't know. I mean, okay, Wartortle has a big gun on its back but like cannons but it fires water Mm -hmm. this seems to fire a gun at other pokemon i don't know do you think that's okay in a children's game to have a pokemon that's but it looks like a military soldier i'll just show you the picture there of it i don't i don't think you've seen it until right now what do you think it's not too bad yeah it does look a little bit i thought i'd see something with like army colors on and and a bit more human but it's not too bad it looks like an alien with a big um like a harpoon thing (laughs) didgeridoo yeah nobody has said that on the internet that it looks like an alien playing the didgeridoo uh (laughs) some people say it looks like the kind of pokemon that could commit war crimes (laughs) that's quite a funny comment it just goes to show like how my mind works yeah uh well the expansions though are available now if you want them Yeah, they're £27, which gets you both parts, and they work for either Pokemon Sword or Pokemon Shield. Now, Netflix has released The Witcher, a new series running for eight episodes, hugely popular, and in fact, because of the TV show, as well as a reduction in the price for the actual game itself, and the release of the game on Nintendo Switch, more people are playing The Witcher 3 now than when it was first launched. That's crazy, isn't it? That a game that came out four or five years ago is more popular today. Do you think every company hopes that a film will come out shortly after their game? I really do. This is the dream situation. Mm. And this is the same company that's making Cyberpunk 2077. I actually sent them a message this month saying, do you want to have a chat about The Witcher? Mm. And they said, we're so, so flat out making Cyberpunk, we just haven't got Mm. time, but thanks so much for the message. So they're hugely busy and now they're just having like a huge secondary success with a game that's been out for five years wow crazy Ninety-two thousand people played the game on steam when it first came out in 2015 the other day when the witcher tv series was released ninety-four thousand players wow at the same that's time good. that's huge isn't it if you haven't seen the witcher or you haven't been aware of the game this is a trailer for the game fearing all manner of ghouls hugs and raves nice tune been a while since i heard it last Folk have forgotten it. Got other things on their mind. Things like me. They paid me for you. (laughs) Times past, no amount of coin would convince a witcher to take this contract. Times have changed. The company's also using hashtag switcher. Ah, I like switch it. Release. That's good. That's really good, isn't it? Love like, it. You haven't really played this one, though, have you? No, because I've seen the TV, I've seen the programme, and I'm not, I'm not convinced. Yeah. It's, it's not quite, my sort it, of thing. It's high fantasy. It's not quite like Lord of the Rings, but it's definitely in that same vein. Yeah. Going back, you know, it's a good opportunity yeah, to, ex- to experience it yeah, now for super yeah. cheap as well. Uh, I've been speaking to the voice of the lead character who's called Geralt. He is the Witcher from the series. It's the fantastic Doug Cockle. Uh, so first of all, what did he make of the TV series and this new success for the game? That's great. It's wonderful. I, I, the Netflix TV series was really well done, in my opinion. I, I absolutely loved it. And uh, the fact that it's leading people back to Witcher 3, the game, is just fantastic because it's a great game. So, uh, you know, if people are 
discovering it via the Netflix series, uh, that's, that can only be a good thing. What did you make of the series itself? Because, I, I mean, I absolutely loved it, and I, I agree with you, it was very well done. And it took me a couple of episodes to realise that it wasn't necessarily all in chronological order. Did you find that as well? Yeah, it took me a while to get into that. Um, that was the one the, the one criticism I, I had of it, actually. I thought everything was done so well. It, it might have helped the audience a little bit more at the beginning, to understand the, the the time jumps. Yeah. Once I clocked it, I got it because I've read the books. Of course, yeah. So, you know, I understood where we were jumping to and from. And apparently, apparently, if you look closely, there are clues mm. uh, at the end or the beginning of each time jump telling us where we're going and where we've arrived. Um, but I haven't gone back to look for those yet. I've only <laughs> seen each episode once so far. I mean, I went back and played The Witcher again because of all this hype. You know, I completed it and played it all <laughs> And I thought, oh, this series is great. I really want to play it. So I got it on the Switch, which I'd never had before. Uh, and that's opened it up to a whole new audience as well because technologically now, on a console you can carry around, it, it's kind of crazy. It's insane. I think it's great. As soon as I heard that uh it was coming out on switch i was just like yes because um it does it opens up a whole different audience because there are people who are just nintendo you know yes that's, that's yeah. all they want to know that's all they know um so all those people who may not have been able to play the witcher uh or who never thought about it now they can i can hear it's interesting because my favorite um voice actors and i've listened to interviews with you before my favorite voice actors have very different voices from their speaking voice in fact on our last episode we spoke to the voice of ash Ketchum, which is veronica taylor and she right. was you know, a pregnant uh, lady playing a 10 year old boy um so it was very kind of d- different skill for her where did the voice develop for you? Because they must have had some ideas about what they liked. Or was it an audition process? Or, or did you just say, this is how I feel Geralt is? Well, it, it kind of evolved a little bit over time. I think if you, if you go back to early Witcher 1 stuff and then listen to Blood and Wine Geralt, they're probably a little bit different. Yeah, I would, I would imagine they are, uh, partly because I quit smoking between Witcher 1 and Witcher 2. Ah. So the, the whole quality of my voice shifted a tiny bit. So I had to audition for Witcher 1. And uh, when I went to the audition, uh, and I understand I'm really shortening, you know, yeah, of all course. The things that happened. But basically we got, you know, I was in the room for 15 or 20 minutes and Boris uh, from CD Projekt was there and he was auditioning. Uh, and he suggested, uh, think about, because we, we were trying different things and he described the character to me and, that he was emotionless and that, you know, he had to have a fairly flat delivery. And, yeah. and so after playing with him for a while, he, he said, well, you know, just Doug, think about, think about Clint Eastwood in the Dirty Harry films. <laughs> go for something like that. You know, the, you know, go ahead, punk, make my day kind of thing. <laughs> and that's kind of where w- the inspiration that, that pushed us in the direction that ended up being Geralt's voice. As you get lower, there's hints of there's definitely hints of Geralt that start to come in. I notice. <laughs> this is the thing: is that in Witcher One, when we were when we were recording that, it was a really difficult voice for me to achieve. It my my voice just didn't go down there. <laughs> um, but now now Geralt is just part of my voice, so it's not <laughs> something I have to work terribly hard to achieve. Wow. Um, but. Uh, and that's I, I joke that I've damaged my voice so much that now <laughs> my voice is is like that. But it's actually more like with an athlete, you know, because the voice is a muscle. 
Yeah, for sure. And um, so just like with an athlete, you know, they train to break muscle down, to build it up again, stronger and more flexible. Yes, of course. Um, so it's the same thing with the voice. Basically, over, over the years, I, I trained my voice to go to Geralt's voice um, uh, without having to push. I want to ask you about one of the most vocally difficult things to get because I don't know how you do this. And there's a particularly with Geralt, and, and I, I want to ask you about you know your your feelings on Henry Cable's attempt at the voice as well. But there's a lot of just him going hmm, like that's that's like one of the classic things he does as a character. Just he goes hmm like that. Yeah. But you've got to get that in his voice. How on earth can you hum and kind of just grunt, but in another voice? Like I don't get that at all. <laughs> How on earth do you do that? That's well, it's just it's just like doing it, you know, yourself. You know, hmm. you identify the qualities that your character has, and then they just have to behave with those qualities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, in the situation that they're that they're in. It's a good one. And can I ask you about your feelings on uh, Henry Cavill's voice in The Witcher? Because it should. It, I mean, it's so inspired by your performance. I I personally feel. I mean, they they obviously sort of thought, what do people know? from the video game world as the witcher because his delivery is it's it's very similar to the one that you do but obviously you know people do their own take and stuff but but how do you feel about that uh it's great i love it and henry actually well henry told me himself um standing in front of me that he used my uh my performance as um inspiration for his own choices uh, as far as the voice was concerned. Oh, cool. um, and he's gone on record as well. He's, I, I think it was a uh, Forbes interview or something like that, uh, where he does say, you know, you know, Doug Cockle did the voice in the game and he did a fantastic job. And so I, I, I kind of, um, you know, I, I, I used that as a starting place to find my own voice for Geralt. But what I've always felt myself, uh, me, not Henry, yeah. um, is that, Geralt's the kind of character who he, he can't have any other voice than that kind of gruff, yes, growly voice. That's just what he needs. Um, I just think he does a marvelous job. He looks great. He sounds great. He moves great. I mean, his fight scenes are fantastic. I know that that's, you know, the choreography is, is done by other people, but he performs them really, really well. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a, a nice feeling. Yeah. And I, I'd love to hear you interviewing him and him interviewing you in character. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'd what love, we need. <laughs> I'd love to sit down over coffee or something and have this actually videoed and both of us just have a conversation in our Geralt voices. Oh, I'm going to suggest it to somebody and see if we can make that happen. That would be amazing. Doug Cockle, and you can download an extended edition of this chat now by heading to the Naked Scientist in Short Specials podcast. <laughs> Now, there seems to be a rise in gaming bars and gaming coffee houses too. There's a brand new esports centre and gaming arcade set to open in Lincolnshire, the Arcade Warehouse, which will open in Scunthorpe. There's also this thing called G2U, which is like gaming to you with the number two. Uh, they're based in Coventry and they say they can bring you the ultimate gaming party straight to your door. They have a kitted out gaming truck. It can accommodate 14 children in comfort, it says, or 12 adults. <laughs> so what? Not no, in the best thing is with heating or air conditioning. I mean, that is wow. needed in a gaming place. Aircon air air is con key. It's key. It's crucial, I'll tell you what. So we didn't want to miss out on all the hype around new gaming venues, so we went to Aikido Gaming Bar in Lincoln to have a go at some of the games there. My name's Toby. Uh, I'm from Lincoln. I own the gaming bar here, Aikido. 
You've already had a sneak peek and a, a quick practice on Sonic, which is cheating. Loved it. Absolutely smashed it for my first go as well. Never lost it. <laughs> um, so just tell us a bit about this bar and, and how long have you been going for? Uh, I've been open for nearly three years. I opened in uh, Halloween 2016. I got the idea from the bar from living in Korea for four years. And there were lots of places where you could go and play PC games like StarCraft and all that. And then I came back home after four years and I thought, you know... Well, I needed to do something. <laughs> and obviously I like video games and that, so I thought, well, yeah, maybe do my own twist on it, make it with the craft beers and the, the consoles rather than PCs and make it like a, a social place where people can come and hang out and play games and drink beer. And well, it gives, gives people something to do. How popular are you? Because we've been in here about, what, 10, 15 minutes and you've had customers in and out of the door already. There's clearly a demand for it. Yeah, like, I mean, it could always be better. But, I mean, it's quite niche. Lincoln's quite a small town. Uh, I think uh, maybe I suffer with the population side of things. But when it's busy, it's busy. And but it's unpredictable. Like, today will probably be a nice flow because raining or, yeah. or it's too hot. People want to get out of here and sit in the cool basement. But, yeah, all, all in all, it's good and it's popular and people love it here. Do you want to have a go at this? Yeah, let's see if we can find a versus game. This looks a little bit like those arcade machines where you can select, apparently, you've got Game Boy Color, you've got Sega, Mega Drive, Nintendo, PSP, you've got everything on here, okay? So you can, apparently, there's 10,000 games on here, so let's pick one, Chris. Sega, Mega Drive, one of my favourite games, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I've just realised that Tails in Sonic the Hedgehog is called Miles Per Hour. Miles Power, Miles Per Hour. Did you see it? Do you know No. It's, it's called Miles Tails Power. No, he's not. He is. He just said it on the introduction. Really? Yeah. Oh. I'm my mind there. Okay. So this is the version I used to have. Right, Emerald Hill Zone. Oh, no. There you are. Look, mate. All right. Smashing is it a race? It. Absolutely smashing it. So I used to play this all the time when I was a kid. I think this was probably the first game... Whoop! The first game that... I got when I got my Sega Mega Drive. I'm just going to make you do all the talking so I win, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and I must have been about, what, seven? Some of these games, man, I can't believe they yeah. even made them. Snoopy and the Red yeah. Baron. VR time, first time ever, baby. It's a massive headset. <laughs> so right now, Chris has got the headset on. I can see what he's doing on the screen behind him. And he's got, yeah, and he's got, like, two little controls in his hands, which have which are like neon colours, and he's trying to slice some objects which are flying at him. Um, and I, oh, they're lightsabers. <laughs> and he's having a practice at the minute, and it's so bizarre because I can actually see what he can see through his headset. What's it like, Chris? It's amazing. It's like, it's like Dance Map Revolution or whatever it's called, but with lightsabers, and it's sort of like flying at you, so you feel like if you don't get it right, you're going to, like, get smashed in the face by a brick. <laughs> Which, what, what do I do? What do I press? The right one. Whoosh! Whoosh! Yeah, man. Bring it. So how much do these sets normally cost, Chris? They're uh, uh, quite expensive. I think you're looking at, like, 200 quid or so. Okay. Why, is your one? Yeah. <laughs> so just walking back to the car now after my first ever game bar experience. Have you ever been to one before? Nope. I was a, a game bar virgin before wow. we came here. How did you find the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's great because there are going to be people out there that can't afford a console to begin with who can come here. We saw down there a young girl with probably her brothers who the mum and dad have probably said, go on, 
here's a fiver, go and spend the day there. They know they're in a safe environment playing games all day. But alternatively, I think it's just to kind of get people out who play a lot of games, the kind of stereotypes of them stuck in their bedrooms, to actually go out and socialise as well as playing games, which I think is just a great thing. What was your favourite moment of going to the gaming bar experience then? Was it playing some of those? It's got to be watching you waving your arms about, (laughs) not knowing what the hell you're doing and having a 14-year-old girl tell you what to do. I really enjoyed that. Right, let's go home. It was was awesome. The first time I'd ever played virtual reality gaming, if you remember, because it went Mm -hmm. a few months ago now, um, it was so much fun. And it was a real great chance because we played the Switch there for the first time as well before we bought one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids just came together and kind of hung out. and It's a good place to kind of interact with other people for people that don't get to get out exactly, of their bedrooms. Uh, exactly, exactly right. It's almost like it was designed to be a sort of... Meeting point. Meeting point. like meet like-minded people. Like a bedroom with lots of posters on the walls yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. It was really cool anyway. So if there's a good gaming bar near you, let us know and we'll do a roundup in a future episode. You can tweet us at Naked Gaming Pod. <laughs> You're listening to the Naked Gaming Podcast with Chris Barrow and me, Lee Milner. And the time has come to look at new releases. Yeah, but there are barely any. There are really no... At all. Almost no new releases at all. Literally everyone spent all their money on some big event in December. Hmm, what was that? Anyway, I've moved on from it. All right. Too much Irish cream was consumed. (laughs) (laughs) It was good though, wasn't it? Okay, well, let's go sporty, something we haven't done in a long time. Uh, With the release... (laughs) Everyone's getting back to running, so you want to go sporty because it's (laughs) the new year. With the release of AO International Tennis 2, which obviously stands for Australian Open. So we're going to see who the best tennis player is. I actually used to be quite good at tennis. I had a friend called Corin, and I must have played him about 30 times in our childhood. And he never beat me. Right. Is this, the, is this the kind of the same sort of friend that played you at rugby and then... No, this was the friend who played 700 hours of World of Warcraft in one year. Did he ever get outside of his bedroom? Not so much. Right then. So it was... Uh... So you basically be a, a hardcore gamer who doesn't really do sport. Yeah. Well, that's not really fair, is it? But can you imagine if I'd lost? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, so we're going to play this. We're going to find out who the best tennis player is here. Um, Do you play much tennis when you were a kid? It's not really that um, popular in Yorkshire. In Wakefield, tennis is not big. No, not really. Rugby league, isn't it, really? Yeah. Okay, well, get ready to be destroyed. Bring it. I've already picked my player, mate. I'm already Raphael while you were talking. No, I'm Raphael. No, I've already picked it. We can't have Rafael Nadal versus Rafael Nadal. Yeah, you can. But you know he's my favourite player. All right, then. Have we got Novak Djokovic? There's only certain licensed players, by the oh, way, right. in this game. Right. I'll be Anderson. Let's read the controls. Slice, serve, flat, serve, topspin, serve, underarm serve. I'm going to underarm serve you really hard at one point. I'm going to lob you. It takes quite a while to load, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like the rugby game that we played, though. The controls. What, that are... I absolutely... Oh, sorry. I don't know why I brought that up, actually. I smashed you to the ground. I like this bit. This is my favourite bit. The beginning bit. Yeah. The music. Anderson's got orange legs. Oh, this is like the highlights reel, except we haven't done any highlights yet, so... Right, choose the coin toss. I'm choosing tails. That's quite cool that you get to do that. Right, you won the toss, so you can, what, serve? I'm serving, mate. Nadal? He's Nadal. Right, come on then, mate. Here we go. Yorkshire. Nadal. Nadal. Oosh. 
Yes. Oh, bring it! Quite difficult, isn't it? This is a good rally. This is like when we play tennis. <laughs> it's like really slow. Yes! I think I'm going to play this game a bit more um, role-playing now. So I'm going to really be Nadal. So I hope you're ready for this. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm doing a different player. Uh, Which one are you? An older player? Uh, An older player? Who grunts like that? No, nobody in this <laughs> world. <laughs> What's wrong with you? They don't seem to run very fast for supreme athletes, do they? Are you finding them a bit slow? I don't know how to run faster, though. No, I don't. Neither do I. I don't really know anything about this game. Oh, you've done an underarm serve! <laughs> how are you feeling still now? I still don't get it. You know, you can sometimes. challenge the call. No. You, I'm challenging your oh, call, I mate. I love it. Official love review it. from Hawkeye, and it's absolutely massively. <laughs> I, mean, it, I love it. It couldn't be more. This is great. It's it. like being at Wimbledon. Right. Wing predictor, 72% the doll. <laughs> the game is predicting that I'm going to win, but only 72% of the time. Osh! Oh. Yes! Redemption for Rugby 20. <laughs> My new... F- have you challenged it? Yes. Why have you challenged the court? It's so in. Uh, they're like, Anderson, you wow, need to Wow, that's a big stadium. Where's that? Nadal looks a little bit chubbier on the cheeks than this. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be happy with that. He looks a bit like a hamster, Does doesn't he? Does he? Maybe it's during his uh, off-season. <laughs> what, <laughs> so he plays been, this? It's been Christmas. He's playing computer games <laughs> on the couch. So. He's like, got to get fit for Wimbledon. Um, so what did you think of that? I mean, it's all right. What, my biggest problem is that there's only one licensed player that I would want to play as. Hasn't really got a great selection. It's got Nadal and Anderson. Then, yeah. Conte. But you, apparently you can import lookalike players, so you can import, like, a created character that looks like Federer. Would you be more bothered by this if it was on the Switch? I'd be more bothered about this if it was released during Wimbledon, the Mr Right trick. What do you, but it, it, the Australian Open is on right now. Yeah, but uh, it's this Wimbledon. Is, this is Australian Open 2. Inter- oh, is it? International. I just thought it was a tennis game. <laughs> <laughs> OK, your review doesn't count anymore. So that happens. Glorious victory. Uh, although, as we said, not a huge amount of players to choose from. They need to license Federer and Andy yeah. Murray and yeah. Djokovic because mm-hmm. you can't play as any of those players without doing a weird download thing. Yeah. What was your rating out of 10 for AO International Tennis I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10 because yeah. it's like, it's okay if you want to play a bit of tennis. It's all right. Yeah. But I think there are probably better tennis games out there so AO International Tennis 2 is available now on Playstation 4 Xbox One Nintendo Switch which actually I would recommend it on if I were you you can also get it on PC quite expensive £50 Ah! you're listening to the Naked Gaming Podcast with Chris Barrow and me Lee Milner now it's time for Retro Revival my favourite part of the programme with a game called To The Moon this has only just come out it's a revival of a classic game from 2011, although I'd never played it. And let me just give you a flavour of what the game is. It's a bit like Pokemon in terms of the Game Boy Pokemon that we used to play. So you move up, down, left and right. It's a bit like Zelda, which is the same thing on the Game Boy. Just give us the synopsis for the game because I'm really intrigued because I know you haven't played it and I've literally just played it now because it came out a few days ago. Played okay. it for the first time on Switch. Tell me the synopsis here. Okay, so it says it's a meditative 
So well that's good. Oh, that's you nailed it. Meditative experience that explores human mortality. So apparently the story follows two it says charming doctors. They weren't uh, charming, but I'll get to that. All right then. As they attempt to rebuild the memories of a dying man in order to fulfil his final wishes. So it sounds quite That's horrific. Grim, yeah. isn't it? Now so it's like is it like the bucket list? No. Oh. It's not laugh a minute, to be honest, as a no. game. Uh, <laughs> um, wow. These doctors... So, so basically, how, how it goes is at the very beginning of the game, the doctors crash a car because they're trying to avoid a squirrel in the road. So they hit a tree. Just a little, you know, warning to anybody who sees a squirrel on the road, don't avoid it. Well, because they crashed their car. Exactly. Well, it turned out that they also did hit the squirrel as well. Oh, wow. So Bad the squirrel doesn't them. make it. Spoiler alert, everybody. It is minute one of the game. The old man is lying in bed and you go up to his house and they go, oh, we've been expecting you, Dr. A and Dr. B. And then they go, right, we're here to to grant a final wish because that's what we do. Why? Why do you do that? Anyway, so so they go, the people around this guy, they go, right, well, his final wish is that he wants to go to the moon, which is why the game's called To the Moon. Why didn't he just wish that he was... Never ill. Yeah. Uh, Or why didn't he wish that he was like, you know born again yeah well why doesn't he wish that he was younger anything but he wants to go to the moon so uh, they go yes we can make that happen and that's when i stopped playing the game oh wow <laughs> I, I is that it that's it the problem is in this day and age you should be able to move diagonally even in chess the bishops can move diagonally wow. but in this game you can't move diagonally it's too it's too retro if you're going to update and upgrade a game Make it better. Like Pokemon is a perfect example. Let's go Pikachu. So we'll, n- we'll never find out, though, if the man ever got to the moon. Are you telling me you want me to carry on playing this game? Bailey does, by the sound oh, I know, of it. Scratch, she's been scratched away. The, so, uh, the amount of edits on this programme, anyway. So on. what would you give it out of ten? It's getting a zero out of ten, because it's oh, the wow. same shape as the moon. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I would recommend, instead, to get a game called Octopath Traveller, which sounds super weird, but it's basically the same kind of thing, but you can move diagonally. Okay. And there's four stories, and it's really, really good. I've been playing that loads this month. So Octopath Traveller's out on Switch. So is To The Moon. Uh, you can get it on PC, Android, and iOS for around 10 quid. So it's not expensive. Maybe you could tell us what happens in the end. I'm now, to our new feature... Our simulator of the month. Yes. I was excited to do this because we've been talking about simulators for ages. There's loads of them and they're coming out all the time. Uh, So why don't we just feature one every month? Because they seem to be hilarious and funny. And we did Surgeon Simulator last month with Dr. Chris Smith. He was great. It was really funny, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, So let's hand it over now to our reporter of reporters... The only one we had available, Alex Rhodes. Now, he decided that he'd take some holiday just as we launch our regular Simulator of the Month feature. And we were going to get him to do it. Yeah, it's not really good enough as far as I'm concerned. So I decided to make him do it anyway, even though he's on holiday. No! Yeah. But isn't he skiing in the Alps, like, right now? Yeah. Like, right now? Yeah. With his his girlfriend? No, she's not actually there. Oh, I saw her in work the other oh, day. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's probably why. She probably said, you know, go with your game then yeah, instead. Yeah, exactly. Hello, Chris and Lee. Um, today I'm on holiday, but I know you guys expect nothing but constant work ethic. So I've decided to review a ski game. It offers an authentic experience. It says a genuine ski simulation. So I've decided to test that. In the French Alps, about... 1800 metres 
above sea level at the moment. Bonjour, sir. Uh, well, we're just about to get on the ski lift now, actually, but I think it's not a very long one, so I think uh, we can probably uh, play a couple of games before. There we go. I sat down. Right, let me just boot it up on my phone. Bring down the bar first. Okay. Ski champion. Where are we? Right. This app was free. Uh, this holiday's probably cost close to a thousand pounds i know we don't have a uh, an expenses account so i just cloned your uh, card lee and i've put it on that we'll have a discussion about it when i get back to the office right let's see if we'll put the sound on okay so world tour ski champion global challenge pits all the best skiers against each other blah 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 let's go on that unique reward season end okay i don't know any of the buttons but the end is looming so let's just try and learn it we're starting at sochi home of the winter olympics one year start three two one go now the graphics aren't great i don't know what i'm doing uh oh yeah it's motion controlled so i just go through the things like that okay i'm going through the uh the little ski gates at the moment like you see on the slalom in the olympic event i've smashed into one there my phone says it's got low battery because it's very very cold so we'll see how long this lasts i've just boosted up into the air this isn't quite like the olympics anymore i'm bombing it down i've fallen down this is quite authentic to my skiing experience this year there's coins as well. Again, I don't think that's the same in the Olympics. As far as I can tell, there aren't any hovering gold coins uh, in Japan this year. Okay, right, that's how we go through there. I'm doing quite well. I've got quite the speed on how far are we from the end of this ski lift? We've got a bit more yet. Okay, right, let's go down there. No, 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 turn left, turn left. Right, okay, down there. The sounds you can hear in the background aren't the game. I can't switch the sound on because my battery's so low. They're actually uh, the skiers underneath us. I've completed level one. There you go, I got through. 40 seconds, 54 coins, not too bad. Fun little time waster when you're on a lift. Uh, you know, I should be looking at the glorious cliffs and the, uh, the lovely snow on a lovely blue day here, but I'm not. I'm staring at my phone, like, deep down. I've always wanted to do for every second of this holiday so far, so thank you for that, Chris and Lee. You can probably hear in the background what's probably... Uh, it's DLC, I suppose, to the real skiing experience. That's La Folle Douce. Uh, where well, it's an apres ski bar at the moment where yesterday we saw someone from uh, Made in Chelsea so there you go he looked miserable uh, so you don't get that on an app uh, a really depressed reality TV star but uh, you know you get a lot of other bits and pieces on the game as well it's not very clear what you have to do on the start but I expect if you pay a bit more attention to the game then you'll pick it up a bit quicker than I do we're about to uh, sort of land now uh, off the ski um, off the ski lift and skate over to uh, La Folle Deuce where it looks like it's absolutely bouncing at the moment they get um, people to stand on the tables and go hello party people are you excited again lacking from the game uh, I think it could probably certainly uh, certainly do with that right so how many we've got two chairs in front of us before touchdown here we go right chair up okay now getting ready to touch the and here we are so as I say Chris and Lee not a bad game if the bank has called you Lee about suspicious activity on your card just ignore that I'm going to probably get a few points in it before they do they're not very cheap but we'll work it out when I get back to the office on behalf of Chris I, I, I don't apologise to no, Alex no well, I'm sorry Alex right I'm really sorry that we Why? got you to do it because he's on holiday. Yeah. The funny thing is as well that we've actually already recorded a bit about Coffee Talk, uh, which is our simulator of the month this month, actually. But That's I just didn't... Really mean. I didn't That's want to let really, Alex... Why do you look get, really happy with yourself? So... You look really happy. I could have just asked him to do Stop it next smiling. Month, but instead, thanks, Alex, for your efforts. Stop kidding around. Snake. Snake! 
Well, that's it for this month. So remember, you can subscribe. We're on Acast, iTunes, Spotify and Stitcher. Although I don't know what Stitcher is. Yeah. But go to Stitcher and yeah. really, really investigate Stitcher this month. And reviewers as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Give us a review. Say we're fab. Or don't. Or don't. But do. But do. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, you can see some of the other reviews there. And the first ever review of this podcast was from... Bailey, Bailey the, the bunny rabbit. Yes, who's been really annoying this episode. Like, well, you've bought him a new £10 treat, don't haven't go you? On about, this look. is great. He, bought, he spent £10 on this treat and it, well, he had to forage for it, right? So it's a like a container that's covered in stuff that he likes to eat, like seeds and grass and stuff. And he has and to forage for it. In it, there's hemp. And yeah. then there's within the hemp is some special But what Bailey treats. did, because Bailey's very clever, <laughs> is that he went to the side of this container, just pulled the hemp off and revealed all the treats and, and helped himself. Ate them all. Ten quid for a rabbit treat. That I lasted said, that's hour. why I don't buy Bailey the bunny any presents. Ten pounds for one hour. Have you learned your lesson? I mean, I'm thinking about ordering one online. You could buy, you could buy to the moon with that. I could. Can you imagine? (laughs) No, actually, buy that that for Bailey. Buy that for Bailey. I know, exactly. Um, You can subscribe to this programme, so please do. You can also head to thenakedscientists.com. There's loads of good stuff there. Transcripts, you can get all our previous episodes as well. This is episode number 13, but we didn't mention it until right at the end. In case something went... (laughs) 